Yippee-ki-yay, Movies by Minutes podcast fans, and welcome back to the <laughs> Die Hard Minute. This is the daily podcast where various Movies by Minutes podcasters talk about the heartwarming 1988 holiday classic Die Hard, one minute and one surprisingly bitter argument at a time. All this week, you'll be hearing us, the team from the Indiana Jones Minute. I'm Pete Mummer. And I'm Tom Taylor. And I'm Jerry Porter. And today we have our very own Mr. Mystery guest, Mr. Hillary Nellums, future host of Yippee Kaye Minute. Welcome, Hillary. Hello. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And I guess welcome to all of us because we are all yeah. guests on the Die yeah. Hard Minute. How do we get in here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, nobody knows we're here. We're on the floor two above the party. Yeah. Yeah. And the elevators are locked. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> And today we're going to be talking about Minute 16. Minute 16 begins with Holly and her many last names offering John McClane the place to sleep for the night and ends 60 seconds later with John not so helpfully pointing out that she's a married woman. Well, let's just jump right into this. This is our first episode here and uh, our first minute. And I would like to talk about the interior decorating of this office suite. Sure. It oh, a bathroom, yeah. <laughs> the bathroom has this warm, earthy pussy willow vibe, and it, yeah. it kind of—it's like it, it has this, uh, you know, like when nature calls. Hey, you go back to nature, and it's, it's, it's almost like you're you're peeing in a pond or something. Yeah, mind the geese. It's peeing in a in a that really high eighties like faux art deco pond as well. Well, mm-hmm. and I'm getting like it's there. like I'm almost like you there. call it gothic eighty, like gothic art deco eighties. Like it's it's as high as you can get. <laughs> yes, yes, and and if you look at the lamp in the bathroom behind John McClane here, it, it's it's almost like the Queen Pussy Willow shooting <laughs> pussy willows out into the pond, and you know what's fascinating. Of the pussy willows. And you you kind of you kind of talked about this, Pete. You know, hanging on the wall right outside the bathroom. Uh-huh. Is this violent-looking, exploding '80s yeah. modern art piece, and it doesn't tie the rooms together? It actually <laughs> tears the rooms apart. In fact, and and I think it's consistent with the the timbre of this minute. Oh, absolutely. it does serve as a really good backdrop for that couple that bursts in later in the minute. It's, it's it's almost like it's there just as their sort of splash page. Like, ah, people are in the room. Yeah. Right, just, right, you know, yeah. Exploding and, visual behind them. You know, as as we'll talk about, you know, we, we have this nice, warm, intimate moment that is shattered by John's needling. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it, it kind of, yeah, I like how the painting on the wall next to him is like exploding and it, it kind of ruins the whole Pussy Willow vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting is I know, um, like, watching it, um, you know, I've watched this billions of times um, but only recently did I start watching it with the commentary um, mm-hmm. and production designer um, I keep always getting his name wrong Jackson the Gavoya I think his name is um, you know uh, they they took a lot of uh, Japanese inspiration for like all the decoration um, uh-huh. you know they tried to make it like clear that way but also in the original script, like this area is supposed is apparently supposed to be Ellis's office. So what I'm wondering is because Ellis is such a jerk. Like I'm wondering mm. if that painting is just his way of being like, this is mine, and I, I don't care what tradition says. 
Like, like <laughs> oh. I'm just putting up this picture. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, because oh, that makes sense. Because I was wondering, because I thought it was her office, and I was wondering why she too. had speed stick by Minin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had a whole thing about that. So I'll have, that's out the, right. that that's out the window. <laughs> I, the, that's, the Japanese that's, that's, thing is. Is cool though, and I, I mean we're going to steal someone else's thunder too because I know they also he borrowed heavily from uh, I know Tom a house you love as well falling water. Oh yeah, uh, for the design. Oh, that's, I didn't even think of that. That's true. That's awesome. We don't really see that here though too much. Not yet. No. No. I'm thinking about uh, John's expression when she says, "Hey, let's make it easy." She's very casual. Well, let's make it easy. Well, you can stay at the house. The kids would love to see you, and he. You know, having watched the entire scene, it's interesting his reaction because he's like, he seems genuinely pleased. Like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. the kids would like to see me. Maybe you'd like to see me, too. But you know that he's already pissed off Uh at her for, like, the whole situation. It sounds like she got this promotion and she moved out to Los Angeles from New York and split up the family, took the kids with her and everything. And uh, so he's... Is this... uh, Is his look of um, kind of, uh, oh, it's a nice idea... Is that sincere, or is it like, oh, I'm going to really in a little bit, and then I'm going to pounce on you because you changed your name, <laughs> and you basically yeah. divorced me and moved across the country, and yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's what's tough. That's the warm pussy willow vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That he's, yeah. he's showing right there. I And that's a good question, Tom. I think that, um, I mean, he's a very much off-the-cuff, make-it-up-as-we-go as kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, uh-huh. and we've we've dealt with those types before on the Indiana Jones minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to go with no. He he is kind of nice. He, he's glad to hear that. Glad to hear that, you know, the kids want to see him and that sort of stuff. He does have yeah. a place. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's right. But then I think he immediately goes into manipulative mode mm-hmm. and he turns on his cop face because like he starts <laughs> giving her just the most icy cold glare for most of the rest of the minute. And then as soon as she leaves the room, he'll turn it off. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think he's very purposely, like, I think he's legitimately happy that she wants him to stay there, but then he's like ratcheting up the, the psychological pressure on her. Right. Well, he's, he's, I, I, as we'll see, you know, he's a, he's a flawed man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a we, we, again, we've had a lot of experience in dealing with those as well at Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of Indiana Jones, one of the people in line that was that they were considering to play the part of John McClane was Harrison Ford. I've heard of him. Would, would he have made a good uh, a good John McClane? Um. Would Tom uh, Selleck have made a better John McClane? Wait, was this '88 uh, or '87? What year? '88. Yeah. Was 88. I'm trying to picture like that's weird that this is eighty eight by the way. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I remember seeing this like this coming out in, when I was in college or something, but I was in high school in eighty. Anyway. Um I don't know. Eighty eight Harrison Ford. Nah. I mean, you know, nobody has any imagination. I tried to talk to everybody that Tom Selleck would be great as Indiana Jones, but nobody can get Harrison Ford out of their heads for that one. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be hard to get Bruce Willis yeah. out of your head as John yeah, McClane. Yeah. I, so. I, I think, I know for me, the problem is, like, when I think of Ford and Selleck and, you know, a couple of the others who were supposedly touted, like uh, Mel Gibson, I know, was also another one. Um, at that point, like, there was already this kind of... Uh, I guess I want to say like ruggedness, like like not not a stereotype of them, but like I see those guys like oh yeah like they can take care of a handle business like like that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no matter what situation mm-hmm. they're in. 
like with Bruce Willis, like it's he feels like an everyman, like from the moment the movie yeah. starts um, throughout all. Like I feel way more connected to him as a regular person versus any of those other guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Well, I feel like Harrison Ford, when you take him out of like a Han Solo or Indiana Jones role, he, I don't know, in these in these sort of cop-like my roles he plays, he's always a little bit more reserved. Like, he couldn't pull off yippee Kaye <laughs> movies by minute. <laughs> People. Like, That's true. like, Harrison Ford's not going to say that, and if he did, you'd be like, what's going on? Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Bruce Willis, I mean, he, he, I mean, as far as I know him, he cultivates this type of figure and character, and and he's he's kind of similar to the Bruce Willis in like Pulp Fiction, you know. He's he's rugged, he's raw, he's making things up as he goes, and he, he's tough. He's he's you know Harrison Ford looks, but you know polished next to this kind of character mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis and. Bruce Willis is, it's you know, he, he's even less polished than an Indiana Jones less mm-hmm. polished, if that makes Although sense. But he's also very, very moonlighting. It's impossible not yeah. to see moonlighting <laughs> yeah. when you're watching Yeah, he's, he's absolutely David Addison with the, yeah. with the R rating turned on. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I never even watched that show. I probably saw one or two episodes, but that was like, it was a huge show, and it was... Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just how you knew him. Or, like, he showed up on a couple of the newer Twilight Zones and, st- and stuff, too. But it was, like, yeah, my he was, like, this guy yeah. who was just sort of ubiquitous for a yeah, while. My mom, I mean, I, my I, mom watched Moonlighting all the time. Yeah, mine, so too. So I used to watch it with her, not really knowing and caring what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was I, like I, that, too. And then my wife and I watched a bunch of them a couple of years ago. And I was like, hey, this is actually really yeah. good. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, right. it, it's it's funny because it it has a, a very similar vibe to this, which I think is part is interesting because he was filming that during the day and filming this at night. Oh God! And I think that's why he looks so tired in a lot of this and why he's so grouchy. <laughs> like he's like that he really was tired and grouchy. Yeah. I mean, listen, we all know I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. So if there's like a Shirley Temple movie, I want Harrison <laughs> Ford to be in it. You know what I mean? I want Harrison Ford to be in it, but. I, I got to say, I am so impressed with Bruce Willis. Uh, you know, not having seen these Die Hard in, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. I love him in this. And I am mm-hmm. I would vote. I'm glad Bruce Willis is the is the protagonist here. I don't want to fold your crystals Harrison Ford into <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> That's not working for me. Like, Bruce yeah, Willis yeah. is great in this, and, and there's no question, I think, you know, if, if, the, if the series had any legs, aren't there five of them? Uh, five, there's like yeah, five diehards. Like uh, yeah, I, th- I think that falls squarely on on Bruce Willis and oh, how great he is in this. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's a very well done movie, but Bruce Willis is what you're behind. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I which think is impressive is like, because at the time I hated his guts. <laughs> I think everybody did. Yeah. Now, now, Pete, before the before we started recording, you mentioned that you had two songs stuck in your head. Uh-huh. One of them was the moonlighting theme, and you didn't say what the other one was. And I'm I'm dying to know if we have the same song stuck in our heads. If you're mentioning it now, probably not. But I want to hear. Oh, what you really? Got. Okay. Because he maybe no one remembers this, but he did these commercials. 
I'm trying not to swear. He did these very badly bad commercials for Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers. Oh, he, right. he he had this whole persona. <laughs> yeah. He had this yeah. like very jazzy, laid back, like cool yeah. guy right. persona that just made you want to punch everybody yeah. you know. <laughs> and save him for last. Because he has to watch you punch everybody on his dime. But it well, was just like jazzy and lazy and goofy and stupid. Like everybody's like on a porch playing like crappy blues and oh, it was horrible. So I hated this guy until I saw yeah. this movie. I was like, oh, okay, all right. You redeemed well, when yourself. They, Thank you. When they were making the promotional materials for this movie, the original poster did not have his picture on it because they were because so many people felt the way you did. They were afraid <laughs> of the depressed turnout for the movie. And they 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 put it in after it came out. And it was a huge success, but the, I mean yeah. they were definitely hedging there. Like they they realized that a lot of people felt exactly the way you do. <laughs> about That's it. funny. Now, a, a, am I nuts, or was was Arnold Schwarzenegger also considered for this role? And was this sort of screenplay gonna be treated like Commando Two? Or no, something? I, I get what I what I read What's was um, Tiernan was supposed to do Commando Two instead of this. Okay, but Schwarzenegger turned it down. So the so then Matin decided to do Die Hard instead. All right, all right. I think all at right. this time, like when you hear that they didn't get the first person they wanted, you'll hear that okay, they gave it to Stallone, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just it was like there was that that list yeah. of guys, and they would just yeah. go on the list. And I saw there was some I saw something where it said like almost every one of the guys they originally wanted to have in it was in Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? oh, that's amazing! That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Wow. I never saw any of those. Are those good? <laughs> I um, can either. I saw the first one. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, for what it okay. was. I was like, okay, this is this is uh-huh. fun. All these guys are in it. That's cool to see them older. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and still blowing everything up. <laughs> yeah. It's a good weird idea. I'll probably see so, it someday. We, we, you know, then of course we have this classic office romp (laughs) yeah and i yeah that that kind of you know breaks the scene and and i love that the office romp is set to ode to joy (laughs) yeah (laughs) and 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 you know oh is it really i didn't notice that yeah it's like they open the door and you hear ode to joy which which you know sort of permeates the whole movie and is and is strongly associated with die hard yeah (laughs) i get which is but what what's interesting is you know, I, I I feel like featuring Ode to Joy seems to be this, ref, you know, this reflection of a this Sodom and Gomorrah town of L.A. and it's sort of like we we have this romp here where they burst in and they're obviously you know this couple is gonna you know go do it, and it's it's sort of mixing the sacred and the profane, mm-hmm. you know, well, and isn't I, and it also I, just sort of Christmas too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is also just Christmas too. But think of all the songs you could use for Christmas. You're like, yeah. "Ode to Joy." <laughs> it's it's Beethoven's Ninth, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Beethoven's Ninth. It, it, it was originally written by I think a a, a German, um, like either a German playwright or poet, I believe, and then Beethoven uh, included it, it parts of it in his Ninth Symphony, but. Hmm. Do we always associate Ode to Joy with Christmas? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. Do you? But is that because of Partly. this movie? <laughs> no. For me, part of, for me, part <laughs> okay. of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, for me, though, it's also, I have a weird thing where most classical music I impart to either Christmas 
or or Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoons. So like, like it's very hard for me yeah. to separate those three from from anything. <laughs> well, I, you know, I looked it up, and an ode is a lyrical stanza praising or glorifying an event or individual. And what's fascinating is I feel like it's it's praising this couple. <laughs> Like they look joyful <laughs> as they burst in, and it, what what they're about to do. Yeah, <laughs> it does I seem kind of great. It seems like oh, these people yeah. burst. Like oh my gosh, the '80s must have been awesome. You were <laughs> growing up in the '80s. Yeah, he's working in an office and you're just like messing around with everybody and bursting into offices. What well, I think John McTiernan uh, specifically chose "Ode to Joy" as an homage to Clockwork Orange too. I was going to make it a Clockwork Orange joke, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that, that was this, he specifically used that connection. That's hysterical. Yeah, and I was, I was going to mention yeah. Ode to Joy in a couple of the later minutes, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so was I, actually. I didn't realize yeah. it showed up already. I didn't, yeah, I never, I never realized that either. What do we I, think? I, I, uh, oh, go ahead, Jerry. No, you go ahead, Pete. Well, so, yeah, he gets mad and then he talks about how. Um, they're still married, and he asked when she started using Ms. Gennaro instead of, I guess, Mrs. McLean. And then he says, it, "It's she's fine using the other the other name when she's writing, she's signing yeah. the checks." And I was kind of curious because it seems it seems like she's making a lot more money than he must be. Oh, easily, yeah. And I'm yeah. curious, especially since they're still still married, what kind of checks is she signing? Like, do they just still have a joint bank account, or is he? Yeah, that isn't that. That sounds like very easy shorthand for. I'm still supporting you or something, or even though like we're estranged or whatever. But yeah, mm -hmm. it doesn't that doesn't totally make sense, really. No, she yeah. must be making three times as much as him. Yeah, yeah. or more. Yeah, and he's Although not. I guess like, got if the they're kids married, and he doesn't. But still. Yeah, but I mean, if you're married, you're not paying child support. I mean, he might just <laughs> right, be. Right. It's just a. It's a weird thing. That is weird. I don't. You know, I never knew, or I didn't recall, that the movie <laughs> had such. Of this big like New York versus L.A. theme mm -hmm. running through it, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe uh -huh. I'm maybe I, I I'm aware now because I live in Los Angeles, but that's like one of the big backdrop themes here is that like this guy's a New York cop and he just I mean he's just not going to put up with all this L.A. nonsense and silliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if you if like I watched the movie with the subtitles on and and like he he lands I think at L.A.X. and you know he looks at. I don't know. He, I think he looks at uh, some oh, the girls. Girl meeting the, right, the girl but, meeting the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says right. like, yeah, he says like California. And then <laughs> the subtitles, like the subtitles say, I can't remember, but somebody says underneath their breath like, yeah, I tell you. Or something. <laughs> it's like it's like they're just constantly. Boy, yeah, they just depict L.A. as this like super. And and of course, uh, what's his name, Ellis. I mean, he's the quintessential yeah. L.A. You know, yeah. L.A. dude who's just d d just yeah. despisable. Yeah, is Wait, that even a word? This, just like you want to despise him. <laughs> and everybody in this movie, like especially all the like the criminal gang, and I, everybody looks like an aspiring musician. And everyone's got oh. amazing hair yeah. and amazing clothes. Yeah. Like everybody's super LA. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, that's one of the worst, you know, Euro dumb bands you've ever heard. It's <laughs> all the guys coming out of the truck later on. They so actually look—they the literally look like this is this is a stretch. But if anybody's seen Tapeheads, they look like the Swedish band 
that uh, Devo does a uh, horrible song as their long blonde hair and everything. I, I, you know, I actually wrote down that they all look like they play the hammer dulcimer. <laughs> like they, they have this no, this like long flowing yeah, the Nordic, northern European yeah. locks and you know their album names would be like the time is nigh yeah or you know songs yeah. <laughs> songs, yeah. <laughs> songs in the key of Blarney. <laughs> so we get one more interesting line in this is is Holly uh, says the reason she's going by her maiden name is because it's a Japanese company mm-hmm. and she says they figure a married woman's and then she gets interrupted. And I wonder what they figure a married woman is that they would want her to have her so, maiden name. So, um, in the original script that actually goes on more, like where it's not interrupted, um, uh-huh. and her point is, they figure, uh, I'll, I'll read the line, hold on, sorry. Uh, the line is something like, they figure if you're a married woman, you're on your way out the door. And then and then it, and then it gets and then it gets oh. cut off. Oh, oh, interesting. But then but then there's the, yeah. Okay. But like in the original script, there's sense. a lot more dialogue before they get interrupted about that between. Um, uh-huh. you know, so John because John goes on and on and then he's like he's like oh you've been reading those magazine subscriptions again <laughs> like yeah, as as their fight as their as their fight continues <laughs> yeah uh, until until they get interrupted yeah well I you know I wondered what it, I mean when. You, when you think about her name, first of all, do they call her Holly because it's Christmas? Aw. Like, is that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm reading into the names a little too much, but it's like this movie is so associated yeah. with Christmas time, yeah. and then her name is Holly. His first wife but, was Ivy. <laughs> but then I, then I want <laughs> mistletoe. But then I wonder, like, is her last name's Gennaro? And I'm thinking, like, so what is that? Like, is that a random name, or is it supposed to be like kind of like an Italianized form of generic? <laughs> I was going to say, did you make it up as generic? Holly Incognito. Exactly. And then they're from New York, so sometimes, you know, you figure like a strong Italian name from New York, but then she kind of wants to blend in and doesn't want to yeah. stick out. She's like, Gennaro, <laughs> generic. <laughs> Sudan. <laughs> do we uh do we want to weigh in here anybody want to in what why is john wearing a wife beater he's a tough dude he's a tough new york yeah. uh, cop yeah so, i, I mean, mean shorthand for new right. york yeah, yeah. yeah shorthand exactly like he's sitting out on the fire escape and he's like it's hot out and it's yeah, yeah. This Prince it's, Spaghetti Day. He just took off his shirt that he got some ragu on. Like shorthand for not all this LA silliness. Yeah. 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 He's not wearing like a leather jacket. And, yeah. He doesn't go in for sleeves like well, these does, does, fancy boys. Does he boys. know what he's going to? Like, does he know he's going to like a nice party and he wants to impress? I, yeah. I'm assuming he kind of wants to impress his wife, even though he's upset at her. Well, he did come in here to like freshen up, didn't he? He just got off, he just got off the plane, right? right. He's, he's he, gonna... I mean, he brought a he brought a bear, <laughs> he did. like yeah. a huge bear. Like he's yeah. trying to put on a good impression, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna go out in that t-shirt. I think he's gonna <laughs> okay. put, yeah. a put a shirt on, shirt back on. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Even a New York cop yeah. knows that you're supposed to wear a shirt. Yeah. I like that he's he's like at home packing, and he's like, oh, I think I'll wear this to the party. Yeah. He's got one of those for every day of the week. See, sometimes I don't That's know, it. though, because earlier in the movie, he doesn't even know that he should sit in the back of a limo. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figure that's that's, that's maybe New York cop stuff too, though. Like if you try any funny <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I sit in the backseat for no man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm gonna take the steering wheel and punch you out the window. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. On that note, uh, you guys have anything else for minute sixteen? I don't think so. No. I got the Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler song stuck in my head and I want to kill everybody. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm, Seagram's. <laughs> I, I totally need to look that up again. <laughs> I, oh, no. please don't. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> I, like remembering, I like remembering terrible stuff from my childhood sometimes. <laughs> it can be great. That's true. And Hillary, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be starting up Yippie Kaye Minute. That'll be probably out, probably not before this is, but. Is there a place people are going to be able to find you that they can look uh, you guys uh, up yeah, and prepare? Yeah, we, we will have a site, uh, yippiekayeminute.com. Um, cool. Uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. And uh, Jerry, you want to tell people where they can, if they, they like the show, where they can find our other show? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we go through the Indiana Jones movies one minute at a time, just like we are here with Die Hard, and they can find us at indianajonesminute.com or better yet come to our Facebook listeners page which is the Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade where there's all sorts of uh, all sorts of funny stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's all sorts of yeah, discussions and, and uh, pictures deleted scenes, polls all sorts of good stuff, Seagram's whatever <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. Make, we'll make sure to post that uh, that commercial, and you can, we'll we'll also post that. Uh, there's a Facebook group here for the the Die Hard Minute called Die Hard with a Podcast Listeners Limo. <laughs> so you can join that. Um, you can check out the main website dieHardMinute.com, or you can follow the, the podcast on Twitter at Die Hard Minute. But uh, yeah, if you want to come join us at the Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade, you can find all four of us, and I'm sure that Seagram's commercial will be up there. And after you do that, you can join all of us back here tomorrow for minute 17 of the Die Hard Minute. McLean! McLean! <laughs> McLean! <laughs> I was going to see if any of you guys have ever had an office romp. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. I hit your heart on Channel 5. <laughs>